Good morning, Patriots. And today is Wednesday, December 20th in the year 2023. Patriots, we're going to go through a story this morning that posted on X. And it's, well, can I say, right? What you've been hearing here for months, and it's disgusting. And it all has to do with child sex trafficking in our government, once again. I don't know. I'm just, I, we had a long show last night. And if you had a chance, I'm going to post it here. I, I didn't get it posted last night. I was exhausted. But I'll get it posted shortly after this show. And I know that I, I'm literally going to tell you I've been praying on this constantly now for almost two and a half months. And it's this message that is such a hard message to deliver and equally hard for people to receive. And it's the core of everything about this fight. And I'm literally just kind of leaning into God right now because the message ends up dividing people. And it's a message about what our responsibilities are in raising families and ultimately to the root of what this entire fight is about, which is about the kids. And there's so much pushback in different forms that comes from that message because the message affects every single one of us in one capacity or another. It gets to the core of everything that we do in life, our choices we make of job versus size as a family. It gets to the core of what we do in the bedroom. It gets to the idea of the influence of the satanic cult. And then you come across a story like there is here this morning on X. And it hopefully for many people starts to come and put it all in perspective of why they do what they do and why the message that God's been putting on my heart to speak again and again and again about families and the root and why that's why that message becomes the most important message of the day. So before we do that real quick, this is no time to play around. And this is one of our sponsors, which is iTarget Pro. And they are a great sponsor. They have a great product. And the great product is one that's allowing you to train your handgun skills, even your rifle skills indoors using their laser bullet and dry fire techniques. Side alignment, trigger control, the whole gun handling principles can now be trained in the safety of the home. And while that doesn't take away your range time you should have, it highly improves the accuracy and performance of what you can do on the range. And especially since range time is expensive, ammo is expensive and quite frankly precious in many ways in places where you are right now. A tool like iTarget Pro makes all the difference in keeping your, your skills on at, at high performance and refining what you do. Those dry fire techniques are used by top-level shooters, and they're done to really, like I said, to improve your trigger control, control your sight alignment, and many other aspects of gun handling and, and performance when you shoot. When you shoot, iTarget Pro is designed to be an app that ties to your phone. It's how it works. It has a device that receives the signal from a laser bullet you put inside the chamber, and that process allows you to improve your skills and accuracies. You can also share those those targeting shooting those those skill sets or your shooting accuracy with others across the web, which is great because it gives you competition if you want, which everybody should be doing competition. Not everybody gets a trophy in this world. So anyway, check it out: itargetpro.com itargetpro.com. Your promo code is BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. Great great gift, great time to buy it, especially with all we're facing. And with that, um, you have a uh, 
free shipping and 10% off. So itargetpro.com, promo code BARDS. Use your promo code, you get 10% off and free shipping. It's a good deal. Okay. Here we go. We are looking at... Um, I'm going to read this article. Contractors, this is from this is from muckraker.com on X. Welcome to America. Contractors caught moving miners through Valley International Airport at 3 a.m. We confronted federal contractors escorting miners through Valley International Airport at 3 a.m. They tried to block our camera and told us, welcome to America. A nearby Border Patrol agent smiled at us and said, it happens every day. It's America. Every day, contractors escort infants, children, and minors from federal holding facilities to, quote, sponsors across America. Many of these sponsors are human traffickers. According to the New York Times, under the Biden administration, roughly one-third of these children are gone missing. Many of these children end up in debt bondage, working in slave-like conditions in factories or on farms, or for the pornography industry so they can satisfy men's desire to get themselves off when they're looking at porn. Sorry, true statement. I missed, you know, it's, this is the truth of where we are right now. So take a listen to this video. I haven't listened to this, so buckle up. We're gonna, we'll just see how long this video takes. We may do the prayer at the end today, we'll see. Take a listen. Where are you guys moving these kids to? None of your business, Do you guys have paperwork for these kids? Don't worry about it. You know, a third of these kids go missing. I'm sorry. You guys know anything about this? Yeah, it happens every day. About these guys moving these kids through the airport. Yeah. Straight up. It's America. Welcome to America. Yeah, what are you guys doing? I, right. <laughs> I could film this public place, brother. Yeah, put, put that Where are you guys moving these kids to? None of your business, Where are you guys moving these kids to? You? Huh? It's not any business, Papa. But uh, do you guys have paperwork for these kids? Don't worry about it. I am worried about it. Don't worry about it. I am worried about it. You know, a third of these kids go missing. Sorry. A third of these kids go missing. Wow. This the truth? It is. I don't know. You tell me. Correct. That's according to the New York Times article. One third of these kids are dropped off at this pond. I mean, these, this looks like a, these look like grown men, though. How old are these kids? You guys work for Compass Connections? Say so. Huh? Say so. Yes or no? Answer anything, okay, that's fine. Well, this is a public place. I'm allowed to film here. You can do whatever you want to do. That's fine. Okay. Why are you guys so secretive? I'm so curious. Like, what's the big secret here? Hello? She's like, you know more than us, so... Huh? She's like, you know more than us, so you tell us, so... Okay, I just don't understand. Like, why are you hiding your face, man? What's the big secret? Hey, amigo. Amigo. Amigos. You tell these kids not to talk, huh? Yo, amigo. Damn, man. What's going on here? Hey, can I ask you guys a question? I'm, I'm just filming for my own safety. You guys know anything about this? About, yeah, it happens every day. About these guys moving these kids through the airport? Yeah. Straight up. It's America. America. It's America, where we move kids through airports. You heard that? You guys proud of what you're doing here? 
It's pretty wild, man. Welcome to America. There you go. We've got some hard evidence here of the people of what they're doing. We're going to do the prayer at the end today. I'm going to get on a rant, so buckle up. I mean, seriously, this is just disgusting to me. And I, I think what's what the hardest part about all of this is how every single one of us ends up being accountable unless we start making the actions before God. We don't want to face the fact as a nation that we've been set up to such a degree that we no longer have the compassion or the interest to step in and intervene where it needs to be. There's In this video, there's five guys. Two of them are talking. Three of them are been told to be silent. They're all adults, and they're about ready to handle minors or worse, infants. We already have well over 100,000 children that have gone missing across the border. And I think it becomes very easily to rationalize the whole world that way when we look across the border and we say, oh, it's them. So let, let me frame this because, I mean, this is truly on my heart this morning. And I'm going to tell you it's quite amazing because I was in prayer this morning, seriously, hardcore. Just like, God, what is this message you want me to deliver? What is it that you want me to deliver? Because I know that every time I deliver this message, we end up with this big split. People start flaming out. They start throwing stones. They start, start telling me I don't have authorities to talk here. They start talking about how people don't really understand. It's none of our business. It's all this stuff. We just go on and on about this. And I, I literally said, like, what is this message you're asking me to do? Am I even hearing you right? And then this comes. This comes. And it comes from my close friend and brother, Corey Terry. He sends it this morning, this link, and he says, to me, he says, God bless you for being on the cutting edge of this message. And I'm like, Lord, okay, I'm taking that as you speaking through him, and I'm going on fire on this one. I need to lay the groundwork here so people understand what's happened and really how big a deal this is. This is a, a such a big deal is that they have spent decades now dismantling the family and separating the, the, the father from their role of protecting the little ones. They've waged war against mothers so that mothers now feel guilty about being a mother because apparently a man can have a baby. And all of this is systematically being done so they're right in our face. They can take these kids and traffic them and people don't do anything. So we take that message back, which is this whole process we're working on right now with fire, and we say, okay, folks, guess what? We all have to change in the family. We have to change the way we look. We have to understand that we have been used and manipulated. And there's a group of people, it always there's the same. Within the group, there's always those that go, yes, good, thank you, Lord, for the message. It's not me. That's God's message. It's coming through. And then we have this other side that says, Scott, you don't have kids. You don't have any right to speak about this. You don't know what it's like to be a parent, which is wrong because I raised two adopted kids all the way through high school. You don't know what it's like to have a good family. You're speaking from broken family. Wrong because I grew up in a great one. And so there's all of these defenses. People lash out at Michelle and Leah because they're like, you're not married. You have no right to speak about having kids or what it is to have kids or what it is to raise kids. None of this. And I'm not going to anybody's defense. I'm laying out what happens every time this message comes out. And then we come across this. 
this. This is documented evidence of adult mafioso males trafficking little kids. I don't know what else to tell you. And they're doing it on government money, which is, our, which is taxpayer money. And then let's get into that layer of people going, oh, I'm so worried about not paying my taxes. Pay away. That's what you're buying. And then ask me how that's going to look when you stand before the throne and God said, what did you do, actually? Because you are going to be held accountable. Every one of us is. What are you going to do when you, when you stand there and God says, what did you do to, to stop this? And you're like, I don't know. And one little question even, like, did you stop paying your taxes? No, Lord, I was afraid. Where does taxes say it's of God? I mean, seriously, this is what we're getting down to. And the problem is that this whole message ends up getting to where people don't want to face the truth. We have to start facing the core of how we have our marriages, the core of how we run our families, the core of how what we do in, with our partner. Because men's role has shifted. They've turned men, oh, it, they have, they've turned men into sexually obsessed things. They don't even have power anymore. Because the relationships with wives and the relationships with the other gender is always about one thing at the end of the day, jumping in bed or getting getting the rocks off because they want to look at some hot chick. Marriages get broken because of this. And in the whole midst of this, people go, well, how does that relate to child sex trafficking? It's everything. You destroy the family. You change the nature of how we, we receive God's gift. We, we change the nature of looking at the creation of children as rather than as a function of well, we, when I have, we want to have a family, rather than seeing that as we step into that place, we're co-creating with God, co-creating life with God. And once we take that out of our focus of what our purpose is, rather than, Phew, can't wait to, to get it on. And trust me, I've walked that path. Bear my soul in front of everybody. Yep. We get there, and what do we end up with? We end up with a neuterized or neutered heart to where we see something like this, and there's there should be a hundred men standing there going, "You're not moving these kids." We have a border control border agent there with a stupid candy smirk on his face, going, "Yep," and he's waving at the camera. That's what we do every day. We move kids. He should be swinging from a noose. And we don't have that fire anymore. We don't have the fire. In the men anymore, just stand up and go, this is wrong. So when you keep going back to that, you're like, how did that happen? And so we like to come up with excuses. We're like, okay, well, man, they've kind of had a hard time. And, um, you know, maybe maybe it's that the, the the issue of the world is that it's weight on their shoulders and they have a hard time breaking away from their jobs. That doesn't make any sense. I mean, I would take. I literally would be satisfied to hear a hundred thousand or a million men just get on the on a mic, and I don't care if it's on their cell phone, and just start a podcast and just start ranting. I'd be like, "Thank you, Jesus! At least we got some fire going again." But the few that are out here really speaking, whether it's in small groups, I don't. I really don't care. Or going out on the tip of the spear. Whatever that is, I mean, everybody's got a circumstance we have to weigh. I get that. But what we're missing is the fire in the belly. And it's 
we, that's why we end up seeing women step up. Women are the nurturers, the protectors of the immediate home. Men are the protectors. Men should be the ones out on the point of the spear stopping this. And so when you follow that route down, it always comes down to the same thing. The relationships of how we see relationships with our wives and how we see the relationship with our children and our role in this world. And it's the family. It's the family. I, I really had to go this morning to this place and, and before God, and I'm like, you built this channel. This is what I said this morning. You built this channel. You built it, and I need to be clear it's your voice because I feel that if I walk down this path, what was built, it's going to be cut down by a threshing so low, I'll be lucky if we end up with three left in the galley when we're, when we're over. And for me to understand this, I don't, I've never built this channel on numbers. Don't care. And I've seen big drops since we started this message. I've seen them. And I have to keep coming back to the place of, okay, God, why is this happening? Is it that I'm delivering it wrong? Did I not hear you right? What is it that I'm missing? And every time I get nudged to go farther, and I'm like, okay, either I am completely wrong, like I don't hear God at all, and I'm walking off the cliff, or this message is such fire and it's hitting so deep that people just simply want to walk away rather than face the truth and change. Because it stings. The message stings. It hits every generation. It hits everybody that's been in the process of this. I said it last night. We leave World War II. We slaughter over half a million young men in this country. We come from an era prior to World War II that family sizes are running between five and ten. There we're living on the farms. We're a country that's self-sufficient. We we grew enough food in our backyards and our small garden plots during World War II to match the entire country's need of food, and that that was a 10 million metric tons of food, by the way. We grew that in our private backyards, and we had enough over an abundance of food to feed the world. And then watch what happens. The pivot occurs. What happens in the pivot? We come, we bring the young men back. They're encouraged not to go back to the farms. They're offered suburbia. The houses are now where are just with lawns, toxic lawns, and no more gardens. The jobs aren't on the land anymore. We're encouraging people to go into white collar jobs. The whole impact of, of the impact of religion begins to drop of our faith. You start to watch the participation in churches begins to decline right there. In rolls the TV, black and white. Here it comes. Television. And this new vision is of a new America, the convenience of appliances, the convenience of, of bought stored goods. Go, use processed, use margarine instead of butter. Bacon is an evil. Don't eat bacon. It's going to give you a heart attack. Don't, don't drink whole milk. Drink skim milk. All these things that are countered, every single thing we know up to that point that worked for health. Become more sedentary. Work in the, in the new industries of a suit and tie rather than having to get your hands dirty. And all of this happens in the 50s. And within 10 years, we end up in the 60s and the CIA assassinates John F. Kennedy and we go into full-blown destroy the culture with an assassinations of Martin Luther King, assassinations of Robert Kennedy, assassinations of other great leaders, the use of hard rock and roll with an MK Ultra programming system to be able to brush that in and bring in drugs and sex into the, into the youth. And then we have the full-blown sexual revolution and the introduction of birth control, and we are off to the races. 
And everything that the family was literally within 20 years gets completely dismantled. And at the center of that is birth control because they are able then to use Hugh Hefner and all the playboy elements to not only bring visual sexual images into the male's bathroom in every home and mainstream it, but now and popularize it because you're not cool if you're not looking at playboy because, hey, it's just the articles. It's not the images. We've heard that one over a thousand times. And we end up in this place where literally the family is destroyed and dismantled within 20 years. And what's the great connector? It's called Operation Paperclip. Because Operation Paperclip, we bring in not 1,000, not 3,000, like tens of thousands of Nazis. We channel in and we give them free reign to do whatever they want in this culture to take to do research, to take on heads of, of, of companies, to work within the government unrestricted. We see the introduction of MK Ultra techniques, which come right out of the Nazis. That becomes mainstreamed in the CIA, and they start using it in the music industry. They start using it in every aspect they can to start influencing culture. They create Operation Paperclip or a Mockingbird, so they start taking over the media, and we create an echo chamber of what they want, and the full target the entire time is the family and the perversion of sexual practices so that we no longer become families driven towards producing children, but we now develop the relational issue that the important part of a family is marry a hot wife, have lots of sex, and if you're lucky, have a couple kids. That's where we are. And this whole thing is is at a point now, it's like, so this is like I go back to this morning and I'm sitting here in prayer. I mean, I just like, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I'm, I'm grateful to have people around me. By wise counsel, we wage war. I can't tell you how blessed I am in that place. Just I, I just raise my hands and I say, thank you, Jesus. Because people that are listening to, to God's message in their different ways of our heart and are sharing it. And it's, and it's God speaking and pulling us together going, people wake up. Our kids are now, we're at a point now when the family's so broken, no one's even asking a question. It's like, oh, 83,000 kids. I guess that's 83,000 families that needed, needed kids. That's great. Like what? I mean, we didn't even have any discussion about the birthing clinics in Ukraine. I was like one of the few people here reporting it that where they were, abducting women, forcing them into these these dungeons, artificially inseminating them or raping them, most likely, forcing them to have kids, putting those kids on sale through their orphanages, which in Ukraine, they were the most developed orphanages in the world as far as robustness of kids and the ease for anybody internationally to, to adopt a kid without any strings attached. And when you follow that legal chain, which I did, and I did it two and a half years ago, not tooting my horn. I'm telling you, smell it out. You see it. Something's wrong. Why would a country have orphanages that are overflowing? Why is it it's so easy to adopt from Ukraine? Why is it that the same lawyers that are tied in many ways to the Clinton Foundation are helping to build these adoptions? And why are these adoptions always ending up in gay and lesbian families? Huh. Boy, that just smells like Satan all over it. Folks, the family revolution is at the core of winning this fight. Restoring our family values, restoring the purpose of what men do in the family, separating ourselves from the obsession of sex, talk, talking a different language to where fleshly desires do not become the primary driver for where we, where we exist. Come on, that is who we are. Supposed to be, but it's not what we are. 
because we've been made to be something else. And that always takes us right into the bedroom. And I can't tell you how many times I put this up and somebody will write, get out of my bedroom. And they're like, I'm not in your bedroom. God's in your bedroom. Or I'll tell you, I'll put it like this. If you can't bring God in your bedroom, then there's a problem. Because everything counts. We just, we, we compartmentalize our lives like it doesn't matter. It matters. It all matters. Because if we lose the intimacy of our purpose, which is to to co-create, co-create with God, life. And that is in our primary focus in the intimate space between the man and the wife when they come together. The ripple effect across the board ends up ultimately leading to a desensitization of little things, little things, things like five men standing at the airport to go pick up kids and we think it's no big deal. Or we don't want to hear about it. Or it's like, oh, it's just a little one-off. Or it's late, it's 3 a.m., I don't want to have to go to the airport and deal with this. Man, the enemy has dug in so well. Literally before our very face, moving 700 to 800,000 children across this nation, abducting and, and stealing that, not counting the children that they're moving in different forms, nor counting the children they're moving across the border. And every child is worth millions of dollars. And many of these children will never see the light of day again. Many of these children are going to be tortured, turned into porn issues, and I'm, I'm just going to get blunt. They may be ritually abused in, in these cults, or they're going to be ritually sacrificed for their power. Their blood is going to be drinking. They're going to be turned into pleasure dolls so they can be raped internally to some of these communities. They're going to be passed around like hand puppets, or they're going to turn up on somebody's dinner plate. And I wish I was making all that up. That's the darkness that is driving this. And this market that they're doing is not getting smaller. It's getting bigger. And we sit here and people are like, well, I can't wait for the vote. No, 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 how we're going to do it. But Trump's going to win. And then we're going to do this and we're going to do that. Kosh Patel, we're going to set up a cell and we're going to start declassifying everything. You're never going to get there because they own the vote from top to bottom. Voting is not going to solve this. I keep saying it. This is what our founding fathers prepped us for, probably not realizing we would be so absolutely blind as a nation that we would let the nation's most precious, precious asset be trafficked before our very eyes, raped, abused, killed, murdered, whatever else, and then turn our back on it and go, oh, you know, honey, I saw the best sitcom last night. Yep. America 2023. And if you don't think there's not a judgment coming from God on that, nations will be judged and nations will be judged in here and the now, not when we're dead. That means we're all under that judgment. And the question really is, are we going to be able to overcome this as a nation? Are we going to have the wherewithal to be able to stand up as a nation and go, enough is enough. Is there going to be a Gideon 300 that will sacrifice everything to do this? A heavy message on Wednesday morning, on before Christmas. I'm sorry, but this is reality. This is the, this is the celebration of the period of life, and around us, is, there is more death and destruction than I could have ever imagined, and it isn't getting less. People screaming about the Gen Zers. I don't blame them. I, I compliment them. I'm not going to go fight your foreign wars. Good. God bless you. The problem with the Gen Zers, 
They're a lonely generation. Nobody's taken time to sit in and, and teach them about Jesus, bring them into surrogate families, teach about spiritual families, nothing. So they're out here on one hand defending the LGBTQ inclusion nonsense that's going on, on the other hand saying they're not going to fight a war. Who's going to lead them into how to, how to build a family? We They have severed the entire concept of what a family is. Man, I just, I, I, I it breaks my heart. We have, there are many of us that have walked that hollow ground of walking foreign, foreign wars. Doc Chambers said it yesterday. He's put so many bodies on, in, Dignitary transfers, which translates to putting them in a body bag and a casket and putting them on a plane and flying them home. July 2006, I sat, stood through, filmed some, 25 dignified transfers back to the States. You come through a hard day, you get a call, an all call at 2 a.m., people come knocking on your door, got another one. You get up, you go down to the flight line, you stand there at attention, you watch another body being loaded onto a plane. It does something to you. And when you when you get there and you walk that, or you're walking down range and you're putting your foot in a pile of goo that used to be a human body, I don't care if he was Taliban, you smell it all day long. It changes you. And in the midst of this, where people are like ramping up, you know, it's time to do something. We've got to go to war. Our government's corrupt. We just need to get to the pedophiles. You don't have to worry about what God's going to tell you in dealing with the pedophiles. Just get to them. And the problem is they're everywhere. They're in our communities, they're in our police departments, they're in our education systems. The product of a fantastic grooming program. A product of years of us turning our back on the reality of what's happening. I'm handing our kids over to public and public education of outsourcing our parenting into other spaces. Got to get the kids to the daycare. Got to get the kids to the babysitter. Got to get the kids to public school. Got to get the kids to this sports program. Got to get the kids to that sports program. Our children can't survive unless they're completely surrounded by other children. They're going to all be isolated. It's going to be horrible. My kids want things and we can't give them as a homeschooler, so we got to push them out here. I don't have time to homeschool. I don't have time to do this. I don't have time to do that. Outsource, outsource, outsource. And the Pied Piper plays its flute, and the children get pulled away, and Satan drools, and Baphomet celebrates, because by the time they get through the the mill of processing their brains, by the time they do 12 years, they're now ready to be destroyed. If they haven't by that time been raped, if they haven't been that time mentally reprogrammed, if they haven't by that time had their low testosterone built into these children because they're constantly being separated from what it is to be a man, that's the men, males. Don't worry, because now we have the new, new marketing technique. Those young men that are coming out, we don't want them to be men. We're going to let them know that they can have a life of sexual pleasure and all they have to do is get a vasectomy at age 18 or lower if they get their parental approval, and now they will be safe to have plenty of sex and not the responsibility of having a kid, and don't worry, you can reverse it. I'm not kidding about any of this. I'm not even exaggerating a, a touch on this. And where does that lead? It leads to right before our very eyes a network of child sex traffickers that have risen up and can move almost in the open now, and no one's going to say a thing. 
Incredible. No one's going to say a thing. I mean, at this point in time, we are getting so bad that you can literally expect very shortly, and I'm talking like five years from now, that you're going to be able to hear stories of like, yeah, we couldn't believe it. We filmed the guy. He's in the park. He's raping a two-year-old and uh, sodomizing a two-year-old, and the two-year-old was screaming bloody murder, and then people just actually set up and had picnics right by him. You think I'm crazy? That's where we're going in, the, in this public. And you think God won't judge that as a nation? Wow. We need mercy from our Father. And we need, we, need a, we need to be praying for this nation to come to its senses and repent. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you this morning, heavy hearts and humbled before the throne, and we are here by our own free will. And this prayer this morning is about mercy and repentance. This nation, Father, where we have gone, I, I am, my prayer pours out this, this morning in a frustration, in a weight, in, a, in just shaking my head about how hard it is for people to hear the message. And those that are hearing it, I just want to begin that. I want to begin from the positive. For those that are hearing the message, Father, I just ask that we, we take this in and we take this as a mantle we have to speak now. We have to bring this message into the world and we have to light it up with fire and we have to move into a place where we literally start to understand that if we don't press this message forward, we are going to end up in a judgment of judgments. Our nation, Father, has gone literally off the rails in a systematic attack that has occurred over the last 60 years. We know very well that the systematic approach to what has happened in this nation has been to destroy the family, sexualize the male, sexualize the relationships between men and women, diminish our understanding of our true sense of the co-creating life with you, cast out our children to be outsourced in parenting, and ultimately lead to a place where we become so disconnected from our heart that abortion becomes a regular industry, birth control becomes a common thing, almost like if you don't do it, you're crazy, and the interrupting of your gift of the, of the seed of life is become standardized in every family. And that disheartening of the hearts has now allowed a rise of pedophiles and sex traffickers across this nation to move freely and almost in the open. I don't know, Father, whether I should pray for wrath and judgment, whether I should pray for mercy for a nation. But knowing your heart enough to say that you would want us to pray for mercy. You would want us to pray for repentance, and so we will. So, Father God, we come to you, we are here today before you to seek repentance for a nation. Repentance of our hearts to say what has happened to us. Father, open the door so people can hear this message. Open the door so people can start facing themselves first. We have to come to the confrontation of who we are, who we become, by looking deeply in the mirror and reflecting what that is within our hearts. And so we pray for that this morning, Father. Let that message sink in. We pray for mercy by your hand. We are a nation of some very, very good people, very passionate people. They want nothing more than see the re restoration of the family and the value of children. But we're surrounded by fools. We're surrounded by people that literally are defined in Romans 1, 18 to 32, where they have been left to the rep reprobate mind. Oh, Father, forgive us as a nation. Forgive us and give us the tools, Father, the words, the tools, the anointings, 
the gifts, the talents, let that comfort Holy Spirit that we can step into this world and understand how to reach another person's heart. This ends up being a fight of one-on-one. Give us that blessing, Father, to be able to start shaking people from the, this zombie-type walk that they're in in this world, of thinking that somehow they are not a part of the problem, the part of the problem is outside of them, not missing the interconnectivity of the body of Christ, that what we do is one or within the private space of our home is not disconnected from the body of Christ. It has a ripple effect like a stone in a pond. And if we don't start appreciating how each one of our actions, Father, ripples across the body of Christ and affects it, and we don't hold ourselves accountable and don't repent for those actions and start putting ourselves on that path to walk in the, as Christ would walk in everything that we can do. We're missing who we are. We're missing the, find, the point that we are spiritual first and physical second. We are missing the accountability that we must have before the throne. We're missing the judgment of nations that's coming. So, Father God, I lay my heart before you. Whoever is going to do the, join this morning, it's by their free will, to be very clear. I lay my heart before you, as I have done day after day. And I say, Father, I'm all in. And I, will, and I put it all before you. And I lay it all down. And I sacrifice everything in my life that I'm willing to have for me for the sole purpose of raising up a nation that will value children. I will walk that path. I will forsake the desires and the greatest things that I want in life. And those, you know in my heart how personal and how deep those are. And I'm, I will play that, I am laying that down here this morning, Father, before the throne for the sole purpose of understanding that our only mission is to restore the family and to restore the value and cherished nature of who children are. And that requires every heart that hears this to make that same choice because we all need to. Where, what do we value? Where, who are we going to serve? What are you willing to lay down? So, Father, I just lay that message out before you. Whoever joins in that says that in amen and, and does it. But this is a prayer now that if we don't take this step forward as a nation, we're done. We pray for your mercy, Father, and by your hand. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. In Afghanistan, in Afghanistan, there's a practice called Bachabaz. Warlords are all part of it. It's the elite's ownership and trafficking of young boys, typically Hazara boys, because they find their face delicate and their skin smooth, and they're attracted to them. We couldn't touch them for this. This was a cultural practice. And yet we could tell them that they had to educate their young girls. We could tell them that they had to go against everything that they believed in their culture, but we couldn't tell them or touch them for trafficking kids. Let that sink in. The military was prevented, instructed not to intervene in the trafficking and sexual exploitation of little boys. Nauseating. I've walked that path, so have many others. There was a special forces team member that interceded 
and shot an Afghan national police officer for being involved in sexual improprieties and horrible things against children. Under the Obama administration, that special forces team member was put under courts martial. That's our government. You're seeing it now. It's never been any different. When we look at the underbelly of Afghanistan and we look at how dark that was, I've told you that I worked with the governor of Jalalabad. That's over on the east, just so you know. Jalalabad sits on the border of Pakistan. It's a very, it's an important gateway. It's the gateway that the CIA liked to really monitor because that's where all of the traffic and all the illicit weapons came across, but it's also where all the kids moved. Where would they go? Internationally, of course. Governor Shirzai, he owned 40 male slaves of different ages, some young, some old. That's the part that was most disturbing, is he had built an apartment complex along the side of his mansion. And they were there to house his owned slaves, his male slaves. Most of them were Hazara in origin. And from young to old, you knew one thing that was absolutely true. Every single one of them have been raped by him multiple times, even when they're older. They know no other life. The only good thing that should have happened over there was to put a bullet in his head, but nope, couldn't. He was a hands-off because he was part of the stabilizing factor to help keep the region from going into war or whatever else we were doing with him. That's one little example of a thousand times over and over and over and over. Because our government is satanic. Our government that represents us is not about you. It's about your kids that they want to get their grimy hands on. And they support every bit of this movement from the front to the end about destroying the family, using drugs and pornography to destroy the men, and ultimately leaving the children vulnerable to their predators, which they deploy in mass. Hmm. Family revolution is the most important fight we have. I hope people start to realize it because if we lose this one, you can win every battle and you will lose this war because these people are smart. They're adaptive. They work in the shadows. They are literally praying as we pray. And they know what they're doing. And they will go to no ends to protect their crime, to traffic kids, and to do whatever is necessary to that child to gain the favor of their masters to be paid and to continue that work. They are participants in these abusive techniques. Most of them are probably predators of the pedophile nature themselves. And let's not forget the class above pedophiles, which are pedivores. And that is exactly what it says. They devour the flesh of children. And you want to find a whole bunch of them? Go to D.C. And tell yourself while you're there, I'm going to vote this out. I'm going to use my vote to change America. Good luck with that. Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time and this place for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land, expand the kingdom, subdue the enemy, mission forward. Patriots, keep in prayer today. Keep in prayer.
and keep in prayer against these strongholds and these principalities and pray against it to destroy it. Keep in prayer for that a nation will come back to God and repent for what we've turned our back on. And keep your prayer in prayers up for soldiers and warriors, veterans that have the heart to take the fight to the street because we need them right now and they need your prayers and we need them on the point of the spear. And to Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Bards FM. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who moved forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy the faith, the devotion which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. 
It has no scruples. It has no rules but one. To win at any cost. But we will never bow. For we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.